Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, ladies and gentlemen around the world, to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. How are you doing? You're not going to answer me back. You can answer back, <laughs> but I might not hear you. But uh, I will hear the voice of a very special guest today. He goes by Mike Adelic, Mike Brancatelli. That's it. That's my name. He was referred to us here. I think we talk about a lot of similar topics. I always like to have a nice conversation with a stranger and learn something new. So how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be talking with uh, the founder of, of Sheath. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. I've been hearing about it. And then when I was talking to Matt, he was like, oh, yeah, my brother's company. I was like, what? That's your brother's company? So, hey. that's, so it's, it's an honor for me as well to be here. So thank you. Yeah, I really just enjoy podcasts. I've been a, a bit of a junkie since for like a decade. My dad used to listen to talk radio. I think that's why I enjoy it. I get it just makes me feel good to be listening to podcasts and then but also makes me feel like I'm missing out on having a really good conversation which which is why I like to actually participate in them as well. Oh yeah, they're the best, man. I I've been listening to them for I was a junkie for a while. I don't listen to as many now cuz I guess I record a lot more, but yeah, I checked out your your pod and I noticed that you had a friend of mine, uh Robbie the Fire Bernstein on one of no. the, the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um actually we used to work in the same place. So, uh yeah, I used to be on the show that he's on now and it's interesting. Which one? The uh, the at Gas Digital with Dave Dave uh, Smith. Yeah. So Robbie's basically Robbie has basically taken over like all of my former duties. I I, I was the first uh, ad sales guy at Gas Digital, and I was on the co-host of part of the problem until I uh, drank ayahuasca, went crazy, and decided to leave. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that is literally. <laughs> my fa my favorite podcast like that I listen to at the moment. Because, oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Dave Smith to me has whatever like a lot of logical, uh, you know, viewpoints that resonate with my position in society. So yeah, yeah. I started podcasting with him. Wow! Tell in me, in 2014, we we. Uh, resurrected the the show that he was once doing and he had uh stopped doing and i was performing comedy at uh this comedy club called lol where robbie was too so it was like me robbie dave Luis j gomez big j okerson like other people ari shafir some other people would be around there and uh and uh a bunch of other great comedians too and um but uh, but I, I you know I was I was reading a lot of libertarian stuff and and I I was like looking at this like scrawny smarmy guy in the corner I'm like what what what's the deal with this guy he's he was talking about some shit and I'm like dude I I know what you're talking about I'm 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 down with that we started talking and then we got the pod back up at at Stand Up New York Labs in New York and and the, the you know we 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 had a good good run or I had a good run until I decided that I wanted to go and, and do, you know, some different things. That sounds exciting though. You, so you, mm -hmm. so you, you went on a, on a trip. Did you go to like Peru or something? Yeah. The first trip I went to, I went, uh, I went backpacking around Southeast Asia, which was amazing. And, and that kind of cured my itch to, to travel and to do things. Cause I was also doing stand up comedy at the time when you're doing stand up, you're pretty much just, doing stand-up you're just living in bars and clubs and at night like a vampire yeah so. <laughs> so. saying the same thing over and over it seems almost <laughs> yeah yeah and uh fun good uh but i just wanted more so you know i wanted to get out travel the world do different things and then when i got back i was like well that was cool but i still haven't drank ayahuasca yet and that's been on my radar 
And so then I went, I did that. I went down to Peru. I went to a place called the Temple of the Way of Light outside of Iquitos, Peru. And then mm. eventually wound up uh, volunteering there and working there and staying there for a longer period of time. But um, yeah, that, that, that uh, had a major impact in my, in my life. What did what like insight or epiphany did you have that made you change everything? It's 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 tough to pin down. I think the one of the biggest things was just the amount of the amount of openness that, that was occurring within me. You know, I think that uh, that I had sort of a, a spiritual awakening or a spiritual emergence that took place from from that first experience so when i came back to new york and plugged back into my regular stuff that i was doing i just felt so i felt so detached from it i felt like it wasn't as real as what i had just experienced and that there was some greater truth that i needed to to follow that was more fitted for me um which involved a lot of the stuff that I was exploring, psychedelics, consciousness, psychology, philosophy, anthropology, just just a, a whole world of, of, of things out there. And uh, so I, it, it definitely opened me up a lot. It made me look at myself, my problems, my traumas, um, do a lot of, you know, sent me on a journey to do inner work. It really made me more spiritual. I think before ayahuasca I had sort of, understood in my mind the benefits of meditation and things like that. I had listened to some spiritual teachings, but ayahuasca solidified it with a direct experience of, you know, accessing the, the divine. You must have got a divine brew because I got some doo-doo. I got the whole visuals of swirls and colors and whatever kaleidoscopic type of stuff which was really cool like nothing i'd ever seen on mushrooms or or acid or or even like dmt because it was just different because when i would do dmt i would go to a different eh, not all the time so yeah it was kind of like dmt if you don't like break through mm-hmm. anyways um but that was it nothing else so i left after the second session and uh, I feel like, like I said to you, I feel like I didn't get a good brew or mm-hmm. improper preparation, probably a combination of two, be- because a lot of other people that were there did not have a good kind of experience either, which makes me think it was like the brew. But you got yeah. something good. You stayed there for months or longer. Mm-hmm. Tell, yeah. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. Um so I, yeah, I had I went down there as a guest, had a you know this amazing profound experience. Came back, sort of things just didn't really feel right. I felt like I didn't really fit in. I was really having to deal with a lot of big emotional and energetic openings, and couldn't really function in in New York City. So I saw that the temple was accepting people to come down and volunteer to do their like three month program where you basically get to drink ayahuasca and learn and, and work there. Um, you know, like without getting paid, it's, it's more just like a Skillshare type thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I did that. It was the best decision I ever made. It was wonderful. I met so many amazing people, had so many amazing experiences, got to live in the jungle and that was just great. And, uh, worked with incredible healers and drank incredible brew and met uh, my now girlfriend who we've been dating for a little over two years. And, but yeah. And, um, and then we both got hired to go back uh, and we did go back and then we came back and we decided that like maybe living in the jungle wasn't going to be something that we wanted to do totally long term. Yeah. Uh Um, cause it's definitely great. It has, it, there's a lot of benefits to it, but I felt just for kind of my podcast and what I was doing and how I was interested in more things than just ayahuasca that I kind of wanted to plug back in and, you know, integrate into the world in which I'm from. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, when, when we came back, we decided New York city was just too crazy and busy. So we 
you know, I, I, I have a cousin that lives out in Denver and I've, I've visited here before and I loved it. And I had a little short list of places and I was like, yeah, let's go to the, let's go to the mountains. Let's go to, let's go there. And we did and been here and it's been, it's been great. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm about living here. I don't, if it sounds, if I, I'm shivering a little bit cause I did an, an ice bath like 20 minutes ago and I think I'm still recovering. So just in case anybody's wondering, like, what is going oh, on? I couldn't even tell. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, thanks. That's how transparent this podcast is. Get the inside scoop. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, I maybe I'm, and I'm like, so I just kind of started doing the ice baths. Um, I just started doing Wim Hof breathing techniques about three or four months ago. And um, I'm kind of like addicted to it, I guess, at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. so but it started with just the breathing and then i introduced the cold water showers and stuff and it's like that's i mean i'm going like full submersion into the water bath. Yeah. how do you um, feel i'm uh, doing all this how's it feeling i know to, i know for sure that i'm not taking any more pain medication such as like ibuprofen or whatever because i'm 42 and i'm oh, amazing in the army and uh played sports all my life so i have like all these aches and body pains that are not you know not not to the point where i need to take any sort of anti-inflammatory so that's happening i definitely feel more like right when i step up out of the water i'm like <sighs> like you know like full <laughs> yeah. on yeah oxygen or whatever in all my muscles and because i'm sitting there breathing like as, as deep in as i can possibly breathe in and then exhaling is as deep as i can possibly exhale and here's a trick that i've learned recently for anyone out there doing it breathing during like when you're getting into the water i will i'll do it on an exhale so like exhale mm. and i'll step in and i'll take a breath in and then exhale and go all the way back down to where my hair is in the water. Like a lot of people have their head out. I'm doing head in mm -hmm. right at, at the moment just because. Yeah, full submersion, yeah. And just five five minutes. And that's where I'm at right now at about 55 degrees. Nice. But, yeah, when you do that breath, because I do the same thing, when you do that breath out, that you're real, you're just releasing and you're just like relaxing into it, even though it's fucking cold and you, and you, you, your natural reaction would be to freak out, but that out breath really helps you to spread out into that, that water. So yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good tip. Uh, yeah. And, and it's so relevant in so many areas of life, but, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to stay on this for a minute because, Typically, I want I would like to get out of a sauna and get in a cold bath, or go on a hot you know hot run, a run, get hot yeah, more, yeah. and then get in the bath. But today, like I didn't sleep great last night, which is another problem that I have. But so I got up this morning, played a little video games for like ten minutes, twenty, thirty, whatever. Um, drank some coffee. I went and hit some golf balls oh, and. Nice. But I, but I was feeling, I was kind of just feeling like not totally awake. So I, and I knew I had the podcast. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to go lay down for like 20 minutes and then do an ice bath, which is not, you know, like getting up out of bed and into an ice bath was the, pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I could, I'd, I feel like some people would say that like getting out of bed and going right into the activity might be the best thing because you don't have a chance to sort of like talk yourself out of it. So I'm just imagining like <laughs> putting an ice bath like right next to my bed. So I just roll over and dunk into it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Cause there's a lot of mental back and forth, maybe. Uh, there, yeah. There could, there can be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There can be. And I've been pretty good about it because i'm like i was just like fuck it just do it you know who cares you do it You've, i've been doing it every day for about two weeks oh like, amazing whatever. dude yeah that's yeah. that's the best when you can keep that consistency because yeah. i i don't know maybe I've, I've been like maybe four days without but you know i've i've 
Yeah, it's it's. But all, you've been doing it for four years. Yeah, but not consistently. You know, yeah. I, I when I first started, I started out with a bang, and I was like taking the Wim Hof course. I had one of the guys on on my podcast to talk about it. One of the Wim Hof guys, and Ooh. um, this guy Bart Pronk. Uh, he's like I don't know one of the one of Wim's like right hand mans. Yeah, that would be and, great to get yeah. some insights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sure, I, I probably. Probably have, still have his uh, info. I can connect you with him. Totally. Or I, yeah, I should listen to the podcast. But I, because I want to get Wim Hof. I mean, with Sheath, shout out to SheathUnderwear.com, uh, sponsor of this podcast. Shameless plug. Okay. Mm. But I, um, I like to find people like that are out there in the world doing the damn thing. And he's one guy making obviously a huge impact. And I would just like to, either sponsor him in some way or get him product or, or interview him or, or some combination. But he is like, I, I don't know. I, 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 cause I heard about him four years ago and I kind of tried it four years ago, but just didn't really get much of an effect from it, but clearly was not doing it right. And recently the app, he has an app and, uh, I have a group of friends that are all CEOs. We call it the CEO making money, whatever group. Mm -hmm. um, and we meet once a month to mastermind um, different issues or whatever we might have as business owners, uh, which I recommend to anyone doing anything, you know, in their field to find other, uh, you know, people doing something similar and, you know, share your experiences and make it form a group if you can. So I have, I'm really lucky to have this group. Point is, they started doing these breathing techniques and started sending screenshots of their how long they were holding their breath. And I was like, I'm, very, I'm kind of competitive. So it kind of that's how it started again. And I started getting these huge head rushes and and like to the point where I'd almost pass out, like scary, like hold on to the chair, like oh shit, I'm going down <laughs> but uh what you know would kind of it wouldn't quite take it to that level but was very dmt-esque mm. um and and also euphoric like, mm -hmm. like yeah yeah so that really Get high on me. your own supply as mm -hmm. says, yeah <laughs> yeah i saw a video he's where he was saying that recently he was discussing a uh, cannabis specifically and he was like, yeah, it's good, but you why smoke when you can get high on your own supply, man? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's great. He's amazing. His, his obviously, energy and just mm -hmm. uh, demeanor and stuff. It's, that's also part of the attraction to doing Definitely. This. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, do you, what, 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 what else you got going on these days? Um, well, uh, I've been keep doing the podcast, which which is great. Um, and you're on uh, your own platform, like it mm -hmm. seems. Is that is that you know? Do you are you on other platforms, or is that just how you do it? Um, in terms of like, uh, yeah, I'm not part of like a network or anything. Uh, I just I do the podcast myself, but I yeah, I put it I put it out to. Everywhere like podcasts website. are. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, it's my, on. My, it's on Apple okay. and Spotify and every everywhere. But yeah, I. It's been it's been pretty much. I started actually doing it at, at Gas Digital Studios when I was still there, um, and. Uh, but uh, but I I I kind of like doing it on my own. I like having full creative control and and. You know, I don't really do too much editing, so that's not a problem. I, I really don't do any editing unless there's like a problem in the in the podcast. Right. Like a technical problem. Bathroom break. Something. Yeah, something like that. Um and uh yeah, so that's that's been going good. And I've been really I've just been, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world, and so I'm trying to find a balance as to how to plug in but not overwhelm you know be overwhelmed by it kind of comment on it do my thing and then also enjoy my life and get out to the mountains i've been getting out going camping a lot of places and went to some awesome national parks and uh, yeah i mean nature is so healing i've just been 
getting out into nature. And then I have my regular psychedelic work and practices and <laughs> that, you know, and, uh, so that's, that's part of my, my inner work as, as always need to need to do that. Otherwise, you have a pretty, you have like a red, like how, how often are you dosing or whatever and how much of what mm, mushrooms is my thing right now. Uh, I've been, have, I've had a good relationship with them for a while. And so, uh, I pretty much try and do like a big mushroom dose once every season, I would say once, you know, and, and try, yeah, something like that. And I, and try and do it on like, a. you know, the last one I did was on the summer solstice. So Ooh, smart time. Yeah. It right. Yeah. That sounds like something the Indians or, you know, like some natives, whatever would have done. Yeah. Right? I like to time it out in, in ways where I feel like, you know, there's a certain kind of planetary alignment or yes. there's a certain kind of moon or you know something like that yeah possibly opening the doors to other dimensions of yeah definitely yeah, yeah definitely i opened a, a thousand doors last time yeah sure <laughs> uh so i mean like that so when i do it i take like a gram or two i try to i keep it light and i'll do that like every quarter or so every season but i like what you're talking about but Sounds like you're taking more than a gram or two. Yeah, uh, the last one I, I did about uh, eight grams. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> dying. Last... Yeah. Whoa. No, you you won't die. Yeah. That... I mean, you might you might realize that death isn't isn't real, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I feel like I did a a, a really big one once, but I'm, to me, a really big one was like four grams. And that when and that I say once once. Like the first time I ever did it, I did three and a half grams and it was an insane trip that I don't, it kind of didn't turn me off to it because I, but it wasn't a good experience mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't understand anything. I was 16. This was like 25 years ago. And mm -hmm. like, there was no, um, fuck, what's that guy's name? Terrence McKenna or Joe Rogan mm -hmm. or anybody kind of giving enlightened thought on how to do it safely or with some sort of intention. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the last time I did it, a big dose was probably 2015, 20, I was still shit. It might've been 2013 or whatever, but I did like four grams and I just got in bed and just went to India. I remember I like was nice. in, in India walk. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not about real, it's not really about how much you do. I mean, it's not, um, you know, uh, I think that it's psychedelics, there's certain kinds of psychedelics just resonate more with particular kinds of people. You just connect with them more. You have a certain kind of relationship with it, you know, for whatever reason, it just works for you. And, you know, for me, I, I didn't start there. I started, you know, pretty small and I just started working my way up and, uh, and, um, you know, I, I look at it in a, in a very sort of a, a ritual ceremonial kind of way with mushrooms. I mean, I definitely do things for recreation and for fun because that's, you know, that's a, a good point of life too, is to have fun and enjoy stuff. Ah, and, right. You know, the deep so, work. But you're talking about doing the deep work. The deep, yeah, the deep work part, you know, that's that you just have to, uh, you know, if that's something that you want to do, you know, you yeah. uh, just go at your own speed. It's not like a you know, a competitive thing. Really, uh, you know? <laughs> no, not, not with that. I don't think that's like, I can, who can drink the most beer and who can take the most mushrooms? Probably not the move per se. And you know, unless, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you definitely get into areas that, that you normally wouldn't get into, but I think you also have to kind of like, be, familiarize yourself with that space a little bit too, you know, and like what's going on. Otherwise it could be kind of overwhelming. Yeah. I always say, and you know, you got to just take it, you know, obviously let go, let yes. it take you where, where, where you're going to, where it's going to take you. That's right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's going to go, you're going to go with it whether you want to or not. Yeah. In this case. And, uh, that's, 
that was part of the problem with my first trip. Like I was like, oh, this is cool. And like ooh, seeing things, oh, I'm a lion. Oh, I'm on fire. Whoa, this. And I'm like looking in the mirror, just like, this is cool. But then I didn't, I guess I didn't know how long it was going to last. And I started thinking that I would never, you know, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to function like this for the rest of my life, obviously. <laughs> and no one told me, you know, if somebody would have just been like, bro, dude, just trust me. Yeah. And be back to normal in three hours, just enjoy it. Then, you know, that, and that's why I think today's use is more intentional with more information and more beneficial. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, and I like, I, but I, I kind of feel like I got, I got the, I got the message and, but, but it's good to get a refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the message is, you know, love. I think ultimately you, every person that does psychedelics comes out with, with the answer and it's love. I mean, but that I, I don't know that that's, you know. It always well, yeah, I mean, and it's a common theme for sure. I think that, you know, when you have an experience like this, these things can really open you up into that world of, of love, which is a world that is abundant and infinite and connected and replenishing and nourishing and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and, Energi- and yeah. energizing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow. Like I, I had access to that this whole time. I've had moments of this in my life this whole time and and I can have it more. Wow. But you know, w- the way that we're designed as human beings and the sort of, you know, conditioning that we've experienced in our current, you know, modern society, it, we forget a lot. So, you know, it's yes. going go in for a oh, reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the first few days after an experience, you were like glowing and you're like, Oh, I'm never going to smoke a cigarette again. I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> yeah. And then slowly, but surely you slip back into your old ways. It seems that way, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but it makes, I don't know. I, I, I would say I'm a better person because of it. I, you know, I feel like I know something that I didn't know. Um, or wouldn't have, you know, like it's just uh, there's this perspective that you gain that you hadn't seen mm-hmm. before. And Definitely. it's almost like you said, I believe earlier, that you lost your fear of death from that eight gram experience. I think I I could be mixing that up with some thing, something else, but um, well, yeah, I mean, I've I've had a I, I wouldn't. I don't know. That's that's tricky to say. I, I I guess I would just say that I'm more comfortable with it, with death, you know, that, yeah. uh, and, uh, yeah, I've had several experiences. I mean, I, I've, I've had experiences where I was, you know, executed and had my intestines ripped out of my stomach and, you know, <laughs> things like that. Like I've died a lot, uh, in, in ceremonies and, and Whoa. Um, in psychedelic experiences. Yeah. Whoa. There is a common thing that happens that, uh, with me, uh in in an experience where it's like it's very tubular there's like spaghetti mm-hmm. spaghetti or intestines <laughs> or in like your bathrooms and yeah. snakes and yep. weird moments i'll you know i'm like what was that about and that's <laughs> usually when i'm transitioning from here to whatever consciousness I'm going to be in. Yeah. 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 You're, you're traveling into the, the interstellar cosmic uh, pipes of yeah. the reality that we can't see. It's like, Hey, hop in one of these things. Oh, I didn't but even it, know they but, were there. <laughs> yeah. And some of it's gross though. I mean, it's you, cause it's like the, yeah. the excretions of, of life. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is not what I want to be thinking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> yeah. But it just show, it's just showing everything, you know. Yeah. So then that's part of it. So, and that's it's just it, it, I, I think you know psychedelics are are beneficial, and and, I, and I'm a proponent, and that's why I, I don't I like talking about it, and I don't know that it necessarily has anything to do with the success of Sheath, but yeah, we should just say that it does for sure. Yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah Let's for just sure. Say that. <laughs> it's the key. It's the, it's the missing key to That's everything. the secret. Yeah, the secret. Don't tell anyone else. Yeah. Luckily, no one. I said <laughs> no one listens to this. I 
that's not totally true but i i remember i had a but you're learning you're learning as you go i think that's the most beautiful thing is like you're doing it you're out there you're doing it you're making it and if you know you'll you'll learn you adjust and you grow and you you make adjustments as you can yeah and that's why i think joe wasn't fucking such a great conversationalist when he first started something shifted with him along the way where he i think it has to do potentially with a few things here's my hypotheses i think it's the hgh and the testosterone (laughs) because he had this one guest on who was the like the doping guy for the olympics way back in the day and that guy because he and he's talked about it um that guy gave him the regimen of these performance enhancing drugs to use and as you know we're not olympic athletes but whatever you know like you, everyone can use a nudge in that you know in performance uh improvement mm-hmm. but he also and then the wim hof stuff i think that made a difference because his memory now is insane whereas it i don't mm-hmm. recall it being like he could recall like everything and now actually it's kind of back on the decline i think maybe but like there was a minute where it's like dude you don't you know everything mm. it seemed like i don't know yeah 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 um, i don't know where i was oh you get bet but but also just the could just be having thousands and thousands of hours of conversations you know oh definitely yeah. Yeah. and really focused into like laser beam i'm on you nothing's distracting me i'm retaining everything you're telling me because you know and maybe that's you know part of it or something but i mean he's got you know he's got the most ultimate setup and and structure like that's i would love to have something like he's got going where he's got this studio and he's got people that come in and when they come in they know that they know what they're in for (laughs) they're in for like a two to three hour podcast they're in for maybe like having a couple of drinks, smoking some weed, maybe, you know, they're they're in for a long haul. And I feel like that allowance of time and that in-person studio and having that young Jamie guy like be able to look stuff up and is just such a great uh it's just it's an amazing setup. It's an amazing like uh, ability to to be able to to get those people in there. Like I just watched, I haven't watched his stuff in a while but i just randomly like while i was doing some stuff the other day put on the one with he had like rob love uh-huh. and i was like i was like oh this is i don't know this is kind of a it's just like a nothing mind blowing nothing like it was just like two dude two like 50 year old dudes chatting about like like reminiscing about the 80s <laughs> and stuff. And it was just like i was like i don't know it's kind of it's it's kind of nice to hear just like a regular conversation like whatever just like a normal conversation and uh so I don't know, maybe they went for like two and a half hours and I was like just hearing a little bit here as I went outside and came back in. And so, um, yeah, it's cool that he has that ability to, to, to create that kind of situation. Isn't it nice? Yeah. I mean, and I'm sitting here staring out uh, over the treetops of the forest at Pike's peak. Um, Oh, beautiful. Big white fluffy clouds and blue skies behind it and i'm i'm sitting pretty i'm living life i mean i'm like i've kind of at the pinnacle that my life has ever been at knock on wood because i oh congratulations yeah because i still thank you i still have a long way to go like there's no stopping to smell the roses hardly ever really it's just like you still suck at everything and uh (laughs) you're a loser (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. No, Come on. no, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a lot kinder to myself than I used to be. But at the same time, I don't think that I've reached a pinnacle, you know, like I still. I hear yeah. you, man. I, I know, I know what you mean. I, I hear you. I know. I was, I was having this chat with my girlfriend last night. She's like, well, just think, just think about all the things that you've done, you know, just be grateful for that. I'm like, yeah, but there's so much more. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's never good enough and i don't think anything like anything ever will be good enough um so i'm yeah. at a okay so I'm at, I'm at a weird stage like this like i said we're at a peak level where and it's it's there, there's been a recent jump in 
success, like significant, pretty, pretty significant. And, and it's oh, like, great. but still grinding every day, like nothing's changed and that's it. You know, it's still, it, cause <laughs> you're it's all just everything. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I know what you mean. It, it almost feels like, uh, what is the word? Like, does it feel like surreal? Like you get when you've, when you get to a place that you wanted to get to and then you get there and you're like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I'm, I, I guess I'm here now. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I don't feel like I have all the answers or, you know, but I do right at the same time feel like I do have some guidance to share with aspiring humans, uh, you know, who, that, that want to do something entrepreneurial. I, I've I got a couple clues, a couple tips, a couple, you know, insights. Cool. Nice. What, um, one of them is just don't quit. That's that's mm-hmm. that's like the number one. <laughs> but so, but you're in your deal. You do the Mycadelic podcast, and what what else is there to like as an outlet for your creativity or or generating income or whatever you do? Yeah, so I do some voice acting work uh i used to do i used to do freelance consulting for other podcasters and um social media marketing strategy and stuff like that but i i really hate it i hate i mean the podcast consulting i don't mind but the social media strategy stuff i just can't stand. why I, is it all bullshit? Just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels it just feels like it's fake to me. And so I try and like, you know, I, I worked, I started off my first job was in sales and I wound up being really good at sales. And so, but I, I, I didn't really, I mean, I loved it when I closed a deal and, and all that kind of stuff. But after a while, I just kind of felt bored of it. I get, I don't know, I get bored of things pretty quickly. And, uh, so, so yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much just focusing on expanding Mycadelic now. I think I'm at a place where I'm at a good place where I, I have the ability to do that now. So I'm thinking about some other things that I want to do, maybe some video type components. I mean, I started doing, I was doing live shows here and in Denver and other parts of Colorado before the, uh, the pandemic happened. So when that happened, it kind of ruined things and I didn't. I didn't do anything on Zoom. I mean, I did something with some other podcasters and stuff on Zoom, uh, on Facebook and stuff. But uh, but that particular thing was called a mind jam, and uh, that that didn't continue. So yeah, I'm just looking for new ways. I, you know, I, I do a lot of like writing and drawing and stuff, and so um, just kind of in like I'm in like a, a creative like incubation state right now. I'd say kind of uh, plotting and planning where my next points of uh, attack are going to be. You used to do comedy, right? Yeah. And do you you don't Yeah, and that was, you said you get bored of things easily and that made me think of comedy and cuz I did it for like 2 to 3 to oh. 6 months or whatever. I did like a couple nice. of open mics, not a few, yeah. like probably like 10 maybe. Um the first one was like the best one that I, I yeah. because I feel like I had a good story. Um it was a real story. I kind of somehow delivered it well enough without nerves or it was like the first one was easy but then like doing it again and like i i i definitely i didn't have it down on my i was going with this guy named steven shout out steven wiley uh he was trying to be a stand-up also and but we were just both go up and kind of both like open like uh what's it called when you're just like crowd work or just like, yeah, not really, not, nothing really prepared. Yeah. Just kind of improv. Yeah. Improv. Yeah. And that yeah. was, that didn't go very well. And I saw some people doing the, the, a set, like a clearly written out set. Cause I would see them at different venues doing the same set. And I was like, that seems like that would suck because I don't want to say the same thing over and over again. And, Cause it just, it doesn't sound natural to me. And I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, you, the way that, I mean, I was pretty, I started in New York and when I started, I was around a lot of really funny comedians. And then I kind of quickly was able to, you know, within like three months of, of first starting, I was in clubs and, and I started to doing check spots, not paid spots, but it's still pretty, pretty awesome Mm. to, to have that. Um, and then that got me around, you know, bigger name comedians and I would see them and I would watch them. And then, and then I would go to these bar shows, which were just, just as popular, if not more popular than a lot of the club shows in New York. And it would just be like a stacked lineup of like the best comedians, you know, it'd be like, you know, Mark Norman, Joe List, uh, Big J, Okerson, um, Ari Shafir, like just all crazy. All we sponsor like, all of their podcasts. We sponsor Tuesdays with Stories, Legionist Gangs, and Ari Shafir currently. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all just like amazing human beings, too. Well, Ari. No, Ari's great, actually. Ari Ari's actually really great. Like I I was I, I was a little intimidated when I first met him, and then he was just like, nah, dude, like fucking just we're just like I'm just like a fucking dude. What are you doing? Right. You know? <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, cool, man. And um I think the big thing is that if you're funny, comedians respect you. You know, if you're not, then they're kind of just like, all right, man, like, you know, you're I'm sure you're a nice person, uh-huh. but whatever. So um but yeah, I, I would do I would so that was a fortunate that I was able to see that because I would see these guys and I, and Michael Che, he was another, I think before he was on SNL, like he had this show at Bar Matchless and Hannibal Burris and like just wow. being around all the Lucas brothers, like being around all these guys uh, and seeing their sets every night. Like, you know, because I, I would just go to watch some shows. If like the lineup was good, I would just go and hang out and watch the show. And then, you know, you just, you'd be like, okay, my set needs to be like that. You know, I got to work at that level. And so I develop a set. And at first I started out with like, just like a five minute set. And so, you know, kind of get that down, but I'm always thinking of like new jokes and, and where can I put this into my set? Where can I expand this? How can I make this a, a 10 minute set? You know, where, where can it go? So it's like, and then you, it's almost like, um, you know, like you're like re- replacing, like your water filter or something like that. You know, it's like, okay, I got a new joke that goes right in there. You know, just, you're you're like rotating it and the set kind of like builds, but it does get a little, it just gets a little, like for me, it got a little repetitive and it got a little like, um, I don't know. I I just kind of was like, okay, like I could probably be good at this and do this, but like, do I really want to like commit to this lifestyle of, for me, it was like being out every night, doing shows every night, being in bars and clubs every night, drinking, doing other drugs and eating like shit and not having a committed relationship and being, you know, just like fat and lazy and sleeping till like 12 in the afternoon or two in the afternoon and not really going anywhere, doing anything. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts and one of my favorite ones was this one by, uh, Chris Ryan, uh, and, uh, and Tangential, tangentially speaking, is that it? Yeah, okay. yeah. And he would tell these stories about traveling and going all over the world. And at the same time, I was like learning about ayahuasca and DMT and experimenting with mushrooms. And just, there was so much more happening. I was like, man, I just want to do so much more stuff. So, in terms of like it being boring, I guess you know it had its moments, but it didn't like to me. It didn't offer like the world that I wanted. You know. Yeah, I'm not a night person unless I'm doing a lot of coke and <laughs> right. Yeah, so, that's that was very prevalent. Let's just say. Yeah, yeah, and it's been a long time, and I don't look. I'm not going back to that life. I'm I'm, I'm comfortable because me and that don't go well together. I guess <clears throat> it's fun, but too a little too fun. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more of a morning person and you know, the early bird gets the worm and I'm trying to get the worm and some people make it in comedy and I guess you probably could have, and maybe I could have too, you know, if I just didn't ever quit, but, um, if it's not yeah. like, a well, true I, I, I kind of consider it as, go ahead. Yeah. I kind of consider it to myself to be like, I did, you know, it's like, damn, I did, I did the thing. Like I was there for like 
three years doing it out every night with all these comedians, had great times, had great sets, had great experiences. That was a real cool, cool period of my life. And then it's like, you know, now I move into like the next phase and then the next phase. And yeah. I don't know. I guess that's kind of how I like to, to do things. I'm really committed to the the podcast though, because I feel that on the podcast, I can be funny. I can be serious. I can have conversations with whoever, like really the podcast is an unlimited canvas. So I love, I love doing that. Um, and the live shows were great when I was doing the live shows. It was like, Oh man, I feel like I'm kind of doing stand up again in a have way. You know? And then I have a cool show and there's like music and stuff. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I feel like in the world that we're living in now, it's like ultimate creativity. Like you could really do anything you know, and, and, uh, oh, maybe not live shows, but uh, <laughs> you know, do it virtually, whatever, you know, YouTube, whatever you got all this, this stuff. So yeah, I'm thinking about doing more stuff on YouTube. Cause I really don't do much. I mean, I have, I don't know, you know, I, I, I have like almost a thousand subscribers and I've, I've done nothing really to do, to get Ooh. that. To just, so I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can, maybe I can make a mark on there doing some more video type. Yeah. It's still know. in the baby phases. People think it's too late to get in on these things. And here's this, here's a secret. Don't quit. 90% of the people on YouTube and doing podcasts, if not more, and I'm totally making up this statistic, they're going to quit in the not too distant mm -hmm. future. So just stay in it for the long game. The stand-up thing, I think, was a growing experience for both of us, potentially. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot, got over some fears, and uh, whatever. For me, that was a huge fear, was public speaking, and, and it definitely helped me get over that. But um, So the podcast that do you ever did you ever do any like ones where it's just you i do a lot of those yeah. yeah um i'm about to release one i'm about to record one and release one today uh later on today. so what is uh, what is so, what's like not the ratio but what kind of the ratio of like guests to to just solo pods hmm. i don't know almost, almost like maybe uh maybe like two to one, one or something like that, like two, like two guests to us and then one solo pod, something like that. Um, I used to do, I, I used to do a lot of solo pods and then I kind of got more into guests and then I started doing more solo pods again. Yeah. And so I think I've, the uh, reason I ask is because I've been doing these little 15 minute, 20 minute ones. And it's, I feel like it's a good way to, um, exercise or, or just sort of like, process your thoughts you know and get it like i think it's amazing yeah. yeah i and i would say to you robert like just just do that man like i mean not just do that but do do that and, and build that muscle yes. because it's 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 like uh i thought i was in sort of a like a down period in my life and like i and i was like oh man but i still got the podcast you know and so i put i just like put out this solo episode and people were like, oh, this is great. Like, love the what, what you're saying. Like, keep doing this. And I was like, oh, shit, really? Like, I thought this was just like the ramblings of a madman. Yeah. Like, Thank you for <laughs> validating this. And so the more I kept doing it, the more people said that it was good. And then I just kept doing it. And, and, um, and yeah, I feel like it's a great – and also being on part of the problem. I mean, I learned a fuck ton from Dave. Yeah. I mean, that guy, that's, he's a motor mouth, man. Like, he – he taught me like like how to make a point, how to use metaphor and and how to like drill things home and really how to like passionately speak on 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 things and and you know I would have to kind of sit there and wait you know if if I can like can I get in can I get in now like can I get something in did um, he like specifically he, he, teach you those things or did did, did are you just, just by doing the by show watching him? yeah okay yeah because he's good just, just by doing the show by hanging out i mean i learned a, a a hell of a lot from the comedians that i got to spend time with in my time in new york and just uh, about like about the business about the industry about creating about writing about communicating speaking like about podcasting about sponsors and all the, everything yeah. like how to build a business how to get successful how to get followers like all that stuff so um yeah and 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 the 
the solo uh, podcasts are really good. I think for just you know having these these moments of like thinking out loud and and kind of sharing what's what's hey what's on your mind you know what's what's going through your head and I guarantee you 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 put those out there like people are gonna be like man I was thinking those things or like wow you said that and I didn't know anybody else was was thinking that way and it's 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 pretty cool yeah I yeah, I enjoy it and but I have more guests podcasts but I'm starting to put out the solos and you know you said exercise that muscle and and that like struck a chord with me because that's why I'm doing it and like they're shorter but I feel like as time goes on I'll build the muscle and maybe how long are yours it is <laughs> like oh, hours man uh yeah <laughs> nice that's cool yeah 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 i mean it's i i feel like it's kind of nutty i i i'm so I, every like i released one i really i released a few like one on the early on when the pandemic was just happening like i released something about about everything that was going on it was like two and a half hours nice. you know i i think that I guess on average, all of my podcasts are probably around like an hour and a half to an hour 45, I would say, probably leaning more towards an hour 45. And then sometimes they, they dip into that two hour territory, but I'm always like, my God, I mean, two hours of just me talking, like, what the fuck am I doing? Who, what is this? But then I ask people and they're like, no, it's good. Yeah, we like. It. I'm like, really? I'm like, all right, okay. You have <laughs> you a guys good. Gonna... You have a good voice. You ha and as long as the the thoughts are fluid, I guess, and connecting and enter somewhat entertaining. Like I was, I was gonna ask if you inject or inject comedy into these. You know, whether it's solo. I do. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I try and do do it as much as possible. It's just basically it's just a chance for me to get on the mic and just go completely, just be completely me. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I'm doing characters or impressions or voices or creating scenarios or making jokes or getting real serious or whatever, it's just a whole big batch of unfiltered raw me. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't know. I basically just kind of the way that I do the solo cast is I don't plan anything. I don't really prepare anything. I just kind of wait until I'm at like a boiling point with like stuff that I need want to yeah. say. And then I sit down and I usually the first recording is usually like, okay, that's a little too like I'm, 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 I'm like ranting like a lunatic here. I got to take it back a little bit. And then, and then I'll, I'll record it and it's a little bit more, uh, balanced and, and digestible. And, uh, but that's usually how I do it. And then I just kind of talk until I feel like I'm just done. And then that's it. But then you do it again if you feel like it was too much the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if I sit down, because because like this is like what will happen is I'll I'll uh, like, for example, today I woke up in the morning and I saw like uh, Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris uh, as, as his VP. And and then I'm looking at people that I'm like friends with and they're like, they're like applauding it and like, oh, wow, this is great. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, you don't even know the half of this shit. I'm going to fucking get on this mic and I'm going to show. And like, it's just like, OK, calm down, buddy. Calm down. Like, you know, you got to relax, relax. You got a lot of points you want to make. But um, but yeah, I will I mean, have, I, I'm like, going to listen to that podcast. Yeah, you know, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, I mean, I'm obviously very interested in like the political landscape, you know, so that's my show, I guess, is a combination of psychedelic consciousness spiritual healing but also political um you know philo philosophical yeah, as well totally and yeah i yeah yeah i mean everybody loves to to talk about diversity which is extremely important i think you know the psychedelic experience is one that provides you with an opening into a world of infinite diversity and novelty and you know exploration but there's also we can't forget about the diversity of ideas the diversity yes, of exactly. of of opinions diversity of individuals you know and and my whole thing is like having respect for differences yeah like let me think what know? i think and with our i mean it's so prevalent or uh, obvious that we're not all going to think the same way when you look like use art as an example like some people think this picture it looks like 
it's stupid and some people think it's amazing you know so right right like exactly that, that and and same thing with trump people see him like as amazing people see him as this chair like a dictator or whatever and you know probably everywhere in between and my point is you know you just you're not going to please everyone so like to to think as a fucking like immature non fully formed brain that you're going to force everyone else to think how you think is just it's hilarious and oh my god yeah and it's and it's it's dangerous yeah. it's like really really dangerous there's a what's um there's this book uh by uh i think it's kurt vonnegue uh harrison Berg Bergnon. um it's like a, a short i think it's a, a short story but it's a story basically about uh like a dystopian world where everybody needs is forced to be equal yeah so if somebody's taller than somebody else they have to like get their legs like amputated so they could be like exactly. you know they have to if somebody's like really thin and other people are heavier that person needs to wear weights on their body and and all this stuff and uh yeah you know pe people that are exceptional and really talented they they need to be you know people that are good looking have to have things over their face and so everybody you know and so it's like it, it can it can go in a very dangerous way i mean both whenever you get on you know one side or the other where you're you know marching towards one sort of like totality of something mm -hmm. uh that's where that's where danger occurs no matter how noble or moral or virtue you think you're being it's it's a it's a scary territory it can be a scary it's territory. horrifying i said it was funny but like it's like you see it in the streets i mean i'm stacking bullets you know i'm trying to i'm preparing for anarchy because like that type of mentality if it, it's and it seems to be like catching fire is it's gonna it could like ruin everything and mm -hmm. if you're not letting other mm -hmm. people be them be and just the audacity of, of someone to think that they know better for you mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. both but born 20, 30, 50 years ago, you don't know shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 We need a little bit more humility, I think. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little bit more compassion and humility for sure. Yeah. And, and they will see. And then, so I think we're all equal and stuff and all that, you know, relatively speaking, like you just mentioned, taller, stronger, these types of things, you can't really, you know, to, it's just like you get what you get. And, deal with it um mm -hmm. so we're not all born equal to in that respect but i think we all have the opportunity that's all i like i like the opportunity i like the game um of capitalism and i think the people that are losing they feel really so left behind or or, or like uh, hopeless that they'll never get ahead that they want to just kind of burn it all down and maybe get a fresh starting point or something, which I could identify with maybe, you know, but that's not, that's not going to work either. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm always like looking to see, cause every, every time I look out at the, the, you know, the, the cultural climate and like the, you know, national discussions or whatever, you know, if you want to call them that, which they aren't really, right. but you know, but it's like there's there's other ways, you know. It's we don't have to attach to to all these past isms. There's maybe new fusions of things that we, you know, can, like can look yeah, to. Yeah, fusions. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, fusion food is good, right? I mean, you get a sushi burrito. That's pretty. That's pretty tight. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, but uh, but I think yeah, you know, really. I mean, like actually, when I was in when I was in Vietnam, I remember eating. Uh, <laughs> I remember eating a. Uh, upon me and just being like oh man i'm so glad the french invaded here <laughs> because this sandwich is amazing you know you might not get it but it's you know, obviously i'm kidding but like there there's there's good things happen when you allow the spontaneous collaboration of voluntary participants in an open market you know it's just like hey what do we want to do what do you guys want to do hey you want to run your business like that cool we're going to run it like this cool let's see who's you know, like exactly who does good and who doesn't do good. It's like a petri dish of 
yeah. uh, experiments. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because this, this whole thing that we're living in is just an experiment. And the, the main message that we get from like the establishment agenda setting media construct of propaganda is that like, we know what's going on and this is the way it is. And you know, shit, it ain't going to change. So just better attach yourself to this boat. And it's like, man, this whole thing is just a, like an experiment and we need more experiments. We need to keep experimenting. You know, it's like running a company very much. You probably started off with a proof of concept, a sketch, you know, hey, what does this work? Does that work? What do we do? What's the competition? What's it like? I mean, that's the way we should be running everything, you know? Yeah. Um, the pr- yeah. You, I'm thinking of the like CNN and how they trying to like, or w- whatever news media outlet Fox is obviously biased in their direction, but when they kind of tell you that it's just the way, th- the way it is, I, I don't, they need to just tell you what happened, not how to think about what happened or, or, you know, and that's where it's, it's just so gross and it's so clear that there's an agenda and there's bias that my solution for the world of, you know, America and, and, and all our problems is just more transparency. And I think if there was more transparency in government, especially where's the money, you know, going, where's it coming from? Where's it going? That would free up a lot of money because I think a lot of it is being siphoned out into somebody's pocket. Oh yeah. And so if we could just, that would open, you know, then we could do all the social programs if we need to, but like first there's too much corruption in the government, which on both sides. And so the solution is like, what, you know, Trump almost, you know, like a fucking, uh, uh, like a reality show on government premises. I want cameras following all these motherfuckers 24 seven. Yeah. 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 Why can't we, I mean, they're doing it to us. Why can't we do it to them? You know, it's, I mean, un- unfortunately that's not how they, they see things, but, uh, but why not? You know, that's body cams on all the Senate and Congress and these backdoor deals can't happen. And I don't know what's happening yeah. and maybe it's all totally, like on the up and up and, and they're, they're doing everything by the book, but I highly doubt it. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Cause they think yeah. we're stupid. They think we're, we're just these sheep that they can just kind of literally just, they just say something if it's true, knowing that it's blatantly false and it's so disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's the, it's the direct opposite too. It's like, uh, you know, and, and as long as you can get that out into the, oh. that, that cultural atmosphere yep. and just keep repeating mm-hmm. it, repeating it, repeating it, then people are just like, yeah, that's the, cause who has time to really look into this stuff? No. You know, people have to work and they just see headlines and, you know, things like that. And they go, oh, this is what must be going yeah, on. Yeah. Cause if this like, politician says it and then that news agency says it and another news anchor says it, now all of a sudden it's true, but it was put out by, whoever either the d you know mm-hmm. d or rnc whoever is running the overlords of of the you know what's really happening beyond nancy yeah. and chuck and trump you know I, I feel like there's somebody even above them oh they got some wizards in there man they got some every every uh corner of the state and the deep state they got they got magicians and sorcerers at the highest level you know trying to and at 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 you know, big tech companies as well, you know, trying to get you and it's all, it's all, it's not, you know, the, my opinion is it's not most of the time, it's not this like malicious nefarious plot, but it's just like, where does the incentive structure drive? Well, it's like, well, you know, the incentive structure is that this is the way the system is. So how do we get more votes? Well, we get more votes by doing this. How do we get more people to pay attention to our stuff on social media? Like make it more addictive. You know, it's just kind of the natural flow. And, my whole thing is like, all right, is that what is that really what we want? Like, is that really where we want to go? Or yeah. It seems like a lot of people are just kind of, um, you know, um, just kind of clinging on to what they know. You know, the, I, I guess that's why I'm such a big proponent of, of the psychedelic experience, because I feel like it can really break down the sort of molded, constructed borders and boundaries of uh 
approved thought and opinion that are implanted in our heads since since birth really and you know you kind of can shed those away a little bit and start to question things i think it's really healthy to question you know why why is this happening who stands the most to gain from this who stands the most to lose who's making the most money from this who's funding this where is this going? exactly you know, I, I don't think a lot of people do that because quite quite frankly i just I don't think they have the time. And I think that we live in a society of defaulting to experts as well. So it's like, well, there's some medical person that's smart and they know what they're doing. So I'm sure they're right. Fauci said to do this. Exactly. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, look at his credentials. He's not, you know. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, I think, I think we, uh, we said, we saved the day. No, we, we solved some of the world's problems. Oh, we definitely, yeah, we definitely did. I think we should be awarded some medals and and get some land in uh, Vermont. Yeah, some. Where does where does Bernie have a house? I want I want one right, right next to his. I think he has a few of them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what was your favorite part about this show? Oh man, you know, I think my my favorite part about the show is just how natural the conversation unfolded. I I I don't really know you. I know your brother and. And, you know, you graciously invited me on and we just got to talking and uh, things unfolded. And I think it was a great conversation. So, yeah, excellent job. I think uh, you're a great host and and ask good questions. And it was just really easy and natural to talk to you and great to get to know you. We didn't have like a pre-podcast chat or anything. So uh, I just thought that it flowed really well. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for coming on. And I'm definitely going to check out the podcast. It's the Mycadelic Podcast. I want to listen to your opinion on picking Kamala Harris as a running mate. I have my opinion. I think... Um, it. I mean, I think he did it... Or whoever's telling him what to do picked him strategically. But I'm going to tune in, oh, yeah. tune in to um, hear your opinion on that. So... Yeah, I'll be talking about a whole a whole bunch of stuff on the one coming out soon. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, man. definitely look forward to that. So thank you for coming on. Thank you everyone for listening. It's another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast RPG, sponsored by Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear.com. Check it out. Okay. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.